There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivianttracy.com and it's sextalk, S-E-X-T-O-K to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website. Listen up, send it to friends and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Good morning, Tracy. How are you today? Well, I'm suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, actually. Why? After... After watching Sex at well, not Sex in the City anymore, is it? And just like that. And, just and like then, that. spoiler, spoiler, spoiler for the first episode. If you're listening and you have not watched, and just like that, just fast forward like two minutes and we'll go back to our show. But if you have watched it and you are shocked, come listen to our discussion. I can think you big. I know. And I feel like it's okay to say it because it's everybody knows. Because Peloton, the minute I saw it, I was like, oh my God, shares in Peloton are going to go down. And yep. sure enough, they did. And now they've made that new ad. So anyone who hasn't seen it is going to think, what the hell is that ad? So it's well, been all over the place. Now people are saying there's no possible way they could have shot that ad that they must have known. And that the whole, oh, it's such a shock to us wasn't even true. Well, unless Chris, Chris, Chris Roth did the ad. Yeah. With them, unless they've got, because they wouldn't be able to take footage and pretend that he's sitting there with someone else, would they? No, no, it doesn't look like it's being made. But just think how hard it is to organize anything. Yeah, true, true. There's no way they could have organized. But they're saying that they didn't know. I don't know. They're saying they didn't know. So now there's all this speculation. But doesn't it sort of, the thing that really upset me was that it just feeds into everybody who's with somebody who they love. It just feeds into that fear of like, oh my God, I'm going to turn turn around, I'm going to turn back and they'll be dead with a heart attack. Because I think that is my biggest fear. It took me so bloody long to find somebody that I really, really loved. And then I, you just think that'd be just sod's law. <laughs> I'm not going out and I'll come back and he'd be dead in the shower. Well, I, I also was just like, you know, I like to watch these shows as an escape. You know, yeah. like I didn't want to be like traumatized again. <laughs> no. And now we got to watch her grieve. Yeah. I haven't watched episode two, but it's going to be all grief, isn't it, now? I watched episode two. I watched the two back to back. Yeah, it was sad. And I was like, why is it sad? I don't want it to be sad. I wanted just to like watch like funny and shopping and love. And and also I feel like we slogged through so many seasons, which I loved to like finally have big and carry together. I just wanted to see what that was like. What was after the happily ever after? Turns out it's death. Like that's so depressing. (laughs) (laughs) And we 
had one scene in their kitchen where, you know, he, he was putting on old fashioned music and they the, she was wandering around looking fabulous. And it was yeah. like, God, is that what it would have been like? We saw one scene. And I then, know, one scene. Anyway, and I just thought, God almighty, we've had COVID, we've had the pandemic, and now they're killing off big. It can't even be That's a happy sex it. in the city. Not to yeah, mention so, that she was like, hey, what do you think about going to the beach, you know, the, you know on Friday instead of Wednesday? And he was like, and I'm like, that would not happen. Like, there is no. no way that there's no more discussion on this. Because whenever I'm like, maybe we should leave Wednesday. Maybe we should leave Thursday. What if we go at night? What if we pack up the car and go first thing in the morning? No, no, no. Like, there's always a discussion about it. But the, yeah. but Big was like, huh? <laughs> Let's go now. Just let me finish my Peloton class first. Yeah. Exactly. I always knew those bikes were, well, actually, I'm not going to say that because that's probably defamation. But they do look quite Peloton dangerous. is one of my sponsors. So I... Oh, are they? Yes. So not a word. Okay. okay. Anyway, all right, so we have three questions and a sex challenge for our last episode before the holidays, and we wish everybody a very happy holiday. Okay, by the way, this is show number 36 for anybody who's counting. We've done 36 shows together. I hope all of you have learned so much this year. Okay, I have been with my girlfriend for over a year and still don't know where I stand. It's all about her and always has been. She is a very good-looking, sexy woman, and I think she secretly thinks she can do better than me. I'm okay-looking, but nothing special. I love her and give her all the attention in the world, but she treats me badly and doesn't seem to care about anyone but herself. I tried to talk to her about my needs, but she barely listens. The relationship runs hot and cold. Is there any point in hanging around? Oh my gosh. I think no. I think he should yes. get out of there. What do you I think? think? Uh, absolutely short answer, no. I don't know if it's a straight relationship or a lesbian relationship, but regardless, this screams to me narcissism yeah. with a big N. And I mean, narcissistic personality disorder is a mental condition where people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, and the telltale sign is, of course, lack of empathy. And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my God, that sounds exactly like her, which I bet you are, then, or anyone else listening to this, you are in a relationship with somebody who is not a very nice person to be in a relationship first. And it's interesting with narcissists because when you describe narcissism, and whenever I write about it anywhere, it just gets so many hits. Obviously, it's something that is out there that people either worry about with themselves or worry about with a partner. The first thing is, well, why would do you get involved with somebody who's so horrible? And the reason why is that most narcissists, and I can vouch this, having met a few in my life, they are kind of special in some way. They often are like very talented or good looking or really funny, or they've got some quality that does make them better than other people. Not as much as they think they are, but there is that quality. So they charm the pants off you in the, in the beginning. And then afterwards they chip away at your self-esteem and that's why you stay at the end. So that's how narcissists operate but they don't really know also what causes them like they do think there was two theories that I was looking at one was that they had parents that were excessively you know like admiring and you know like adoring and or parents who are incredibly critical now I've known a few narcissists and I've never seen the critical parents thing have you yes you have seen the critical parents thing. I have that's produced a narcissist yes Oh, really? I have. Interesting. Yes, in several instances, in fact. Wow. But I won't go I've only met the that. adoring parent variety. So you've been involved with a few narcissists or know of. I'm not saying, but I do definitely know a whole mm. handful. A whole handful? Yes. Christ. <laughs> I know. 
We can okay, offline about this. Any more questions of yes. this? All right, but let, let me. I'm going to give you some signs. The good thing okay. about narcissists is they're pretty easy to spot. So you can tell me whether you, they tick. They talk about themselves. They're not interested in anyone else because no one is ever as interesting as them. And if you interrupt them and if you dare to suggest that, you know, actually this happened to me today, they are absolutely furious because how could anyone be less fascinating than them? Right? She's nodding her head here. They never apologize. That works. Never apologize. There's never any negotiation because their needs are the only needs that matter. They belittle you. Nothing you ever do is good enough. And of course, they put you down to make themselves feel superior. That's what's behind that. They overact when you disappoint them. And this is often the very first sign that you'll see. Because in one of my experiences with a narcissist, somebody I actually went out with, he was so good looking and so charming. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This big, wonderful, exciting relationship. Actually, when I look back though, not without complications, the first night... His ex-girlfriend was on the phone and there was some drama, so I should have seen that, right? But I remember standing on a train station and we were due to go somewhere. And seriously, Zibi, the train was about four minutes later than it should have been. And he went absolutely berserk. Like this was a personal affront to him. I thought he was gonna have a I thought he was gonna have a heart attack. I really did. It was just ridiculous. And I remember thinking, Jesus, what's that all about? And it's because they do take everything personally because their whole world revolves around them. And so it has to be taken personally. They lie about everything because they and often they'll smudge the truth because to make themselves look better of course they cheat and they won't commit and of course and they do that with no remorse and no guilt because they are so fabulous you cannot blame them if they think they meet somebody who's better than you who's a far better match for the most fantastic funniest most handsome person on the planet so you can't blame them can you And the clincher is they really don't care about your feelings. They have no sympathy whatsoever. You can tell them over and over again, you know, how you feel and how much they've upset you, and they really, really don't care. Now, this is really sounding a lot like the girlfriend to me. Now, this is the bit that I find interesting about narcissists, is that, and this is the bit that everyone writes in and says, you know, I was in this awful relationship, and then I left, and then they came running after me. They were so upset, so they must care after all. Mm. They don't come back. They don't try and get you back because they care. They try and get you back because it's such an affront to their ego that somebody would dare to leave them. So don't mistake that for somebody caring for you. It's just an ego thing. The minute they've got you back, it goes straight back into that same toxic pattern of behaviour. And they can never be cured. And your reason why? They don't think they've got a problem. They're so fantastic. How could they possibly have any problems? So if you are ever ever involved with one, run like hell in the other direction, please. And don't look back. That's what I think. Okay. Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) (laughs) Does that match what you're thinking? Do you think that's a good description of them? I think that's a good description. Okay. (laughs) Question number two. I'm intrigued now. My husband and I are keen to have a threesome, but also know that that these things can go wrong all the time. Can you give us some tips on how to make things go smoothly? These are Tracy's tips for threesomes. <laughs> Trace these tips for threesomes. Right. Now I have to say threesomes are one of those things that everybody wants to try at some point. Well, lots of people do, but it should come with a do it your own peril type warning because it, it, it really can ruin loads of couples. And I've always said, 
anything I've ever written about threesomes is if you're going to have one, try not to do it with somebody that you're in love with because you wipe out half the things that go wrong. Like this is why, you know, when people have threesomes at university and college, when they're just sort of casual relationships, great, go off and do it then. It's much easier to do it than when you're in a relationship and then you have one. Having said that, I do know couples who've had it one-off experience or a couple of times and managed it perfectly well. So, but first, before we go into how to do it without, you know, without it going horribly wrong, the reasons why it can go wrong are many. And just some of them are, even if in your fantasies, having a threesome is completely different to having a threesome in reality. And most people who love each other find the reality of looking at their partner, kissing and doing other stuff with another person is just like, oh my God, <laughs> I didn't expect this. You don't used to seeing somebody that you love do sexual things to other people or even be in the room when you're having sexual things done to you. It's just, you know, it's just she's waving her hand. It's not for her. I'm literally like, I, I, I don't know how I could go on. Like, I, I feel like I would never, even if it was our joint decision, which it wouldn't be for me, I guess, because, you know, I'm, not, I'm no fun or whatever. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to get that image out of my head. Right. Yeah. It would feel like such a betrayal. And I don't know. It, well, that's the problem, is that and what happens often is that it all seems like a great idea at the time. And then often once you've had the orgasm, once one of you has an orgasm in that situation, suddenly you get all these feelings of shame and disgust. And and it's so even in the middle of the threesome, it can all go horribly wrong. Um the other thing is that I mean, again, with lots of fantasies that you play out in reality. It's it's often quite awkward, especially if you get polite people. It's like, no, you go first. No, I go. First. You know, it's sort of, it can be very awkward. And we all, everybody who thinks of themselves in a threesome, cast themselves in the taking role. You're the one that's being adored. Everyone's doing everything to you. So you get quite a shock because three is an uneven number when actually you're left out and they're doing things to each other. We don't think all this through. Lots of people feel very self-conscious because, you know, you might think you're great at giving oral sex and suddenly you've got two people watching you do it and suddenly it's like, oh, say they don't like it or maybe you, maybe you make a fool of yourself. Maybe your, your techniques aren't that good after all. I think also men fare worse and they're often the ones that want the threesome, which I always find quite amusing because it's sort of like, be careful what you wish for, especially that male-female-female combination because suddenly when presented with two women and this is their lifelong dream, they, surprise, surprise, can't get an erection. Now, Anybody who listens to this show knows that the best thing to do if you can't get an erection is to just pretend it hasn't happened and move on. Well, if this is a threesome and it's your first threesome, you're never going to forget this as long as you live. The other reason why men don't... No pressure. Care, no pressure anyway. <laughs> exactly. I would hate to be in a threesome with a penis. Fine for women, <laughs> not so fine for men. And the other thing is, is that... Often women really enjoy same-sex encounters, right? More so than men do. So what often happens is the women really get into it and the man's completely left out. And then he's he's not only really thinking, well, this is not how I was seeing it at all. But, hey, how come she seems to be giving her an orgasm much quicker than I ever did? And so there's all sorts of stuff. And if it's the other way around, and if it's a male, male, female, most women, again, because that's what we see in porn, don't imagine the two men interacting. And when suddenly their husband or boyfriend or partner turns around and starts kissing or doing other things to the guy, they're like, what the hell is this? This is not what I was expecting. Which is why you have to talk everything through. You have to talk through every possible thing. And then, of course, jealousy, the obvious one, which I left to the last. 
it kicks in not only during but after it can be hang on are you sure you know they seem much more turned on with them than they've ever been with me blah 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 right so why would you want to do it well because it's taboo because some people find jealousy as a zing to their relationships I would hate it but never mind it's sexually arousing to watch your partner with other people maybe you feel desired but the main a lot of the reasons why couples have threesomes is that they want to sleep with other people secretly but this is a more honest way to do it. So that's what the threesome is generally about with couples. Or she's always wanted to try a same-sex thing and he doesn't mind and would like to watch. Now, how do you reduce the risk of one? Well, the first thing I think where you need to... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm looking at your Labrador. He's enjoying the thought of the threesome. I know. Hold on. Let me move. Come on. It's okay. Cool. He's lying back looking like he's... I mean, it's like X-rated Doug over here. Okay. Anyway. I know. That was hilarious. Hilarious timing. Right. So how do you reduce the risk of a threesome? The main thing I would think that you need to put effort into is to find the right person. Don't do it with friends. Absolute disaster. I would strongly recommend maybe hiring a sex worker because then you feel no guilt, remorse. You don't have to worry about the feelings so much. Or if you go online and just Google threesome partner, you'll find, you know, venues, parties, plenty of places to hook up online. Now, most importantly, meet them first, not just before the threesome, but on another occasion, right? Meet, meet somewhere public, have a coffee, see how you feel about it all, right? And just see whether you like each other and whether you get trust your gut reaction because there's lots of dodgy people out there. Meet them first and trust your gut reaction. I would love reaction. to read a story about a couple like interviewing threesome candidates. Wouldn't that be funny? I know somebody who went through all this. It was hot wifing where she, they'd go and meet the guy that she was then going to sleep with. Surprise, surprise, they're not together huh. anymore. And he used to come with it, but... They were very careful. They did it correctly, actually. And they would never do it in their home. They do it in a hotel, which is something else that I would strongly recommend because if it does go horribly wrong, at least you're not looking at the bed where it happened or the sofa or whatever, right? So do that. Set rules. Go through everything. Who's going to be kissing who? What's allowed? What's not allowed? Who's interacting? What if one of you wants to stop? What's a safe word? Because sometimes people are embarrassed. They don't want to look like fools in front of the other person. Just talk through every single thing. Also think about, you know, how you're going to do it. So there are couple of ways to do a threesome. You can do the daisy chain thing where you're all doing things to each other at the same time, which is what they do on porn. Or you can do what lots of couples do. One person's with the other person, the other one watches, and then you swap. Okay? She's nodding. Do you like the idea? I'm not nodding. I was I was sniffling <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. Hold on. I'm blowing my nose. Keep talking. I'm only teasing, teasing. Right, but the main thing during a threesome that's going to keep you connected as a couple is your relationship is always more important than the sex that you're having. Even if it's the best sex you've ever had in your life, don't put it, put your relationship at risk. And the minute it's over and even during it, make sure that you pay more attention to your partner than the person that you're with. Don't be horrible to them and leave them out, but just make sure it's like, we're the unit, you're the person that we're having sex with, and at the end of it, we're still the this unit. Like, Mind you, this and this, like, this actually highlights sorry, go ahead. What, what it's like to be a swingleton or whatever they call them, because it's not very pleasant being the single person coming into a couple. And apparently you feel very left out at the end. It's like, oh, okay, now we've had the sex and I'm just off on my own. So you've got to, you, you need to take into account those sort of feelings, but you do need to make your part of prime importance. It just seems like this is now. a train wreck waiting to happen. I think you have to go in with like, 
I, I don't know. This just seems like a very high risk situation to me, but what do I know? It is high risk. It is high. The minute you introduce warm bodies into your bed, you're extremely high risk. Some couples can really cope with it. And also the other thing I would do is if you feel like a threesome, I think maybe I would explore something like a sex party because that's less personal. And maybe you might find that you just go along to one of these parties and watch, you know, and that might be a less scary scenario. It's certainly, I would find that easier to deal with. If I was forced to do one, I'd find that easier to deal with, I think. Because it's, yeah. Okay, here's a good anyway. question, number three. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. How do you know if you're good in bed? My ex told me one of the reasons he broke up with me was because I wasn't great in the sack and it's shattered my confidence. I'm not sure if it was said in anger or is it actually, or is actually true. How do I tell? Well, nice ex. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why he's an ex. I would say that it sounds like quite an acrimonious split up. And I think in that instance, you can pretty much discount most of what people say because they're just hurt and they're lashing out. And interesting that, I'm sure you know this, Zibby, but there was a very famous study done that one insult erases 15 compliments. Wow. And isn't that true? I think it would erase so like you, 100 you compliments. I think it would erase <laughs> everything else. <laughs> No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't fit. But when you think 15, oh, you're fantastic. Yeah, you're great. You're like, and then one person comes along and says something negative, and that's all we focus yeah. on. So try and remember the compliments that all your ex-lovers have given you. Now, I mean, how do you tell if you're good in bed? Well, if you get lots of compliments from lovers, maybe you're friends with exes and they're strong enough to tell you you, you, you know, your faults and insults. But yeah, faults and you know, no, what does I say? You know what I mean? Strength. Like maybe an ex-lover will tell you the truth. But there are strengths, that's the word. There are things, though, that I think point to whether you're a good lover or not. Number one, if you masturbate. Now, we know that there are so many studies that show people who masturbate know their bodies better, they have more orgasms, and therefore they tend to be happier lovers. So if you masturbate, you get a big tick. If you've had long-ish term relationships or long-term relationships, because if you've only had one night stands or one night hookups, you don't learn how to talk about your sexual needs and, and wants and how to talk things through and negotiate about sex. So look, you learn much more about sex from long-term relationships than you do short-term. If you have a naturally high sex drive or a healthy sex drive, that's going to make you a better lover. But for obvious reasons, you'll want sex more and you'll be more enthusiastic. And interestingly, our sex drive is often to do with genetics. So if you haven't got a good sex drive, you can blame your mum <laughs> and your dad for that. <laughs> now, the other thing is somebody who doesn't focus too much on orgasms because orgasms are like 
a couple of seconds, minutes, if you're lucky. So if you're rushing to the finish line to get to the orgasm, you're missing out on a whole lot of stuff. Liking your body is important because if you've got body image problems, you're not going to relax in bed. If you enthusiastically give oral sex, I think it's a big, big plus. It means that you're not squeamish, you're not scared of reciprocating, you're not scared of getting up close and personal. I think that's a big tick. Adventurous, obviously, not scared to try new things. Know, you know what you want and you're not scared to ask for it. That's another really, really big thing is being able to ask for what you want and also to be able to take feedback to, to not say, get all huffy if somebody says, well, actually, that's not how I like it. And because lots of people do. So they're the things I think that if you can go tick, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, I do that. I think it makes you good in bed. I think that how to tell if things are going horribly wrong. I think after sex, if your partners withdraw and get really quiet and a bit silent and moody, not a great sign <laughs> because... After sex, generally, most couples are quite silly and laugh and cuddly and they feel more bonded, don't they? So I also think another sign is if your partners want less and less sex. Now, yes, obviously, as time goes on, sex drops, but the better the sex is, the longer it's going to hang in there. So if you're noticing with your relationships that no one seems to want sex with you after about three months, something's going on. (laughs) I would say another one is exes who don't want to be friends with benefits. I think nearly everybody's had an ex, especially if you stay friends with them, that goes, come on, let's, you know, do the odd booty call or something. So if you've never, if you stay friends with your exes and not one of them has ever suggested that you have a friends with benefits relationship, you maybe need to think about it. I don't know. What are you? I don't know about that one. I think it depends on how you end no. the relationship. Like you have True. to, you would have to end it in such a positive way. And then why is it ending? And I don't know, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Maybe and then you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sort of, I stay friends with exes that were probably always quite casual to begin with. So that's the thing, isn't it? Is that if you were serious and it's all horrible breakup, yeah, you're never going to get the friends with benefits offer but I do think to be a good lover you want to be willing to learn you have to be playful you have to be adventurous I think you have to enjoy giving pleasure as much as receiving pleasure you've got to learn how to give lots of compliments and communicate well and if you tick all those boxes you can't really go wrong I think enthusiasm is one of the biggest things that I would say all right would you I like it okay what is your sex challenge the final sex challenge of 2021 I did this one especially for you. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) The sex challenge for our last sex challenge of the year is to masturbate in front of you. Oh, really? Thank you. (laughs) I mean, this is like from Sex in the City. You're like stealing the thing from, oh my God. I know. And that was the other thing. Why did it didn't make sense that she got all coy? No, it didn't make sense. sense. No. And I found a lot of their characters weren't what those women would have grown up to be. Like Miranda with the non-woke totally. thing. Totally. I agree. Anyway. Okay. Off, off. We're going Sorry, off track yes. now. So masturbate in front of each other. Now, if you're really shy about this, just close your eyes. It takes away all self-consciousness. Now, this has so many benefits I cannot begin to tell you because you can see straight up what so I want your partner not a mutual masturbating thing where you watch what they're doing and they watch what you're doing so do it separately now if you're watching a guy do it pay particular attention to where he puts his hand at the very beginning because that change that is the most crucial thing because that 
means that you can replicate the technique. And if you can't replicate the technique, that's normally where you're making your mistake wrong, is exact, put it exactly where he does and hold your hand exactly the way he does. So that's the biggest trick for him. With her, you can put your hand over hers to see the pressure, the speed. If she's using her vibrator, watch how she holds it, how, how firmly she presses it. Does she alter the speed? Does she alter the pressure? So it is a show-and-tell exercise, but it can be very arousing as well. And honestly, I cannot recommend this enough. It is one of the most revealing things about your partner that you'll ever do. And yes, some people get very shy about it, but it is worth going through, battling through that shyness. Okay. All right. Well... (laughs) Thank you for that. Uh, thank you. <laughs> well, Tracy, I have had the best year doing this podcast with you. This has been one of the highlights of my year. Every time we get on Zoom, I know I'm going to laugh and have fun. And yes, of course, I've learned a lot from you. But more than that, it's just so entertaining and fun and l- to listen to you. And you're always so well prepared and know so much. And I don't know. It's really been oh. a fabulous addition to my year. So thank you. Well, I have to say it's been mine as well. It's been absolutely mine. I love, I never thought I would enjoy, I've done lots of radio shows and TV shows and books about sex, but this has been by far the best. And it's because it's you, isn't it? Oh, uh, mutual love, mutual love. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and to all our listeners, honestly, it's been, I mean, just love hearing all the questions and, and knowing that people are actually listening. Yes, Amazing. that's awesome. Yeah, keep the questions coming in as you take time to relax and whatever over this holiday break. Feel free to enter more questions on sextalkpod.com and we'll be reading them and can't wait to start 2022 with you anew. So yes, more sex talk in 2022. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Tracy. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. 